Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Mike Smeltz here from The Athletic's Glue Guys podcast with breaking news. And I am joined by Alex Schiffer from The Athletic who covers the Brooklyn Nets. Alex, James Harden is now a Brooklyn Net. Please tell us the deal. So the deal is the Nets, surprise, acquired James Harden. The Pacers acquired Karis LeVert in a second round pick. Jared Allen and Torian Prince go to the Cavaliers. And the Rockets acquire Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodion Skurix, three Nets first-round picks, 2022, 24, and 26, an unprotected first-round pick from the Bucks in 2022, and four Brooklyn first-round swaps in 21, 23, 25, and 27. So what do you think about that for, let's go with the Nets first. I mean, this is an incredible deal. Uh, it has ramifications for the next decade in terms of draft picks. Uh, in terms of talent that's leaving Brooklyn or leaving Houston, switching places, and obviously the Pacers and Cleveland are part of the deal. Let's start with the the Nets. What do you think about it for the Nets? Oof. I think that they have done a very similar, if not more catastrophic, potentially catastrophic type deal than the Boston trade from 2012, the infamous one. I think they are going all in on finding a way to have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant coexist and for them to stay healthy because now the depth that was their insurance pick is got, the depth that was their insurance in case of this is now gone. And uh, notice how hard it is for me to put sentences together. This is how wiped my mind is. And I, I think that it isn't, to quote some people I've talked to, it is a colossal failure if they do not win the East now. Yeah, I think that's what it, I mean, it becomes, there's almost an unacceptable amount of pressure, like in terms of the Nets have to win the East, they have to get to the finals, and they have to probably win the finals if you have this amount of talent surrounding your team. Why did it happen now? Why Why suddenly? It seemed to, a, a switch seemed to be flipped. Why do you think it happened now? I, I think that's the question that needs to be asked. Was it Kyrie Irving's recent behavior? Was it this 6-6 six and six start they're off to? that made them think they need this kind of help? Um, was it the way they looked around the rest of the East with their current roster? I think that's a question that will be one of the first things we ask Sean Marks whenever we get him. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a good answer. I think that the team they had right now was actually pretty decent with Levert, Allen, and Harris helping out Durant. And I think that's a team you could stay afloat with no matter how long Kyrie is out. Is it a title contender as is? No, but I, I think it's still a good team. But I, I don't know if there's a good reason. Other than that, they had a chance to get him and they couldn't turn it down. I, I don't I don't know if there's one reason that, that made them go do this. Yeah, and I think, to, to look at a positive, right? And I mean, this is such a wild deal. And to, to think about Harden on the court with Irving, if he ever comes back to play basketball, and Kevin Durant is startling. I mean, if you look in the history of the NBA – there is almost no comparable for the amount of offensive talent, and that's a key word because it's just offensive talent, uh, on the floor at the same time for one team. You know, you can look at the greatest offenses of all time. I mean, you go like the Showtime Lakers, who obviously had Magic and Kareem running the show and still great players surrounding them. Um, but the individual greatness of Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden all on one team is like a Team USA scenario. And you have watched some Team USA basketball uh, from when they have played together. You know, you've written stories about this. What do you what do you think this is going to look like? You know, I talked to a coach. Uh, I admit he is not a NBA coach, but he still knows the X's and O's. He's, a, he's in college, in the college ranks. 
And he he said to me that the two questions that the Nets need to ask themselves are what is a system that the Nets can install that doesn't wear and tear on their bodies more than others? And what's a way to keep the ball moving and, and free-flowing the way D'Antoni's offenses look? And and you look at if you watch the if you look at the film in the story, I have Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant don't really do a lot, or Kyrie and doesn't and James Harden don't really do a lot in the in the 2014 FIBA World Cup when the other has the ball. They're they're very stagnant off the ball. They're not really running the floor well and moving in space well. And one person suggested to me, you know, do you run a high tempo system because they can, but is that the best system to run on these guys that are all almost 30 and older over? Or is it better to come up with something else? And, and his other theory was a an isolation-heavy offense because these are three of the best one-on-one players ever, and it's not the most beautiful basketball, but do you trust your chances to win with three of the best one-on-one players ever in a system that caters to their skill set? And I, I thought the film really told that story. So, so do they do an isolation-heavy offense? You've seen Billy Donovan do some of that with Oklahoma City, or, or do they find something else? So I, I think you can make a case that that a high tempo system works. I think slowing it down and ISO works or finding something else with just a lot of, you know, threes given Joe Harris, TLC are still there. And obviously Harden, Kyrie and Durant can all shoot it. So uh, do we see some five out lineups? I, I think that there's a lot of different ways they can go with this. What about you? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I don't want to go too crazy, but this is, I, I know the Warriors with Durant, it's the greatest shooting lineup of all time. But if you put Durant at the five for short moments, right short moments and select moments and you surround him with Kyrie Harden Joe Harris who's one of the best three point shooters in the NBA right now and pick anyone else you know you you could you could put DeAndre Jordan out there at the 5 or you could put anyone else that is the greatest three point shooting lineup in the history of the NBA those four guys together and if you want to go really crazy you could put you know TLC or Shamit someone who's a representative three point shooter and that's the greatest shooting lineup of all time. And you play five-out basketball, and you wouldn't do that for extended stretches, but at select moments, that's a pretty devastating... That There's no way to, to guard that, right? I mean, particularly because if, let's say, a shot isn't open, you pass it to James Harden, and you say, can you just get us a bucket, you know? So, um, real quick, well, before we go, you've watched a lot of Jared Allen. You've watched a lot of Karis LeVert. Tell people in Cleveland and tell people in Indiana what they're going to be getting from Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. You know, yeah, first, they're both really good guys. I'm going to miss covering them. They uh, they were both very helpful to me and, and always stopped for a question. Um, I, I think I think in Jared's case, I don't know if he stays in Cleveland. I mean, is he their guy going forward? Maybe, but they have all these big guys. They have JaVale McGee, Andre Drummond. Someone's getting traded somewhere. So... Assuming he stays in Cleveland, I think he's a great, great community guy and, uh, you know, kind of a bit of a nerd. He's big into SpaceX and Tesla. He drives a Tesla. Um, um, but, I mean, he's, he's super athletic. He's a great rebounder. He's a phenomenal defender and shot blocker. You know, he's great at protecting the rim. Um, doesn't really have much range to his game, but as a traditional five-man, you couldn't ask for a better person. And then Karras, I, I kind of wonder if Karras emerges as a star in in – Indiana, I mean, he's getting his chance to kind of be the face of a franchise, and he goes there with some help, you know, with, with Sabonis and Miles Turner and some of those guys, Malcolm Brogdon. So um, I, I definitely think that that he's going to have a chance to be an all-star there and, and really be a face of the franchise there. And, I mean, he's from Ohio, you know, not that far on I-70 from Indianapolis to Pickerington because I've, uh, I've made that drive in college. 
So uh, I, I think, I think you know, he's a little bit closer to his roots for sure, and, and hopefully it works out for him there. Well, that is Alex Schiffer, our Brooklyn Nets reporter here at The Athletic, and thank you for joining our breaking news coverage. And to go to The Athletic's new headline section for much more on this story, to get access to all of The Athletic's great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can find our latest subscription offer, just $3.99 a month. All right. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, man.